Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. We should always be submitted. Hi, this is Keith Tusi. Welcome to Leadership in Context. We are in lesson number five from Lessons to Learn, taking from chapter 18 of my book, The God Who Intervenes. I'd encourage you to uh, listen to the last four podcasts. You know, these are life lessons that came to me, quite frankly, at a lot of expense. Uh, lessons that I had to learn in the trenches. Uh, lessons I ov- honestly, at times, really didn't have anybody helping me with because I wasn't privileged to be a part of something like the network of related pastors in my early ministry. I didn't have covenant brothers that were really looking over my shoulder and really, you know, were cheering for me like I do today. Uh, in my arrogance and in my insecurity, you know, I thought maybe that kind of accountability was for weaklings or something. Uh, and even when I understood it in scripture, that doesn't mean that I understood it. There's my phone in my high density office. I'm going to shut that off for a second here. Okay. Sorry about that. That's actually one of our staff members calling me. So it's probably pretty important. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, but anyway, let's get back to this. I want to talk to you about being submitted, submitted. Honestly, honestly, can you look in the mirror and say to yourself that you are honestly submitted to somebody. Submission is not a not total obedience. Submission is total consideration. When we're talking about human relationships, obviously being submitted to God, submitted to the Word of God, is total obedience. Human submission is total consideration. Is there somebody in your life that can really say something to you. And when they do, you will give that extra weight. You will give that extra consideration. One of the ways to know if you're submitted to somebody is that that person has crossed you and you still love them all the more and maybe even more. How about that? Have you really been sharpened? Has your edge really ever been fouled Or when your edge gets fouled, do you turn around and run because that person offended you? People that tell me that they're submitted and they've never been offended, I think it's just intellectual submission. It's not real relational submission. You know, the greatest friends I have in my life are people that have challenged me, people that have challenged my motives, people that have looked over my shoulder because they're cheering for me and they really believe in me. And, uh, you know, I used to tell my kids all the time, The mark of maturity is when you know who your friends are and who means well for you, and you know who the people in your life are who don't necessarily mean well for you. That's the side of maturity. You know, and often as a pastor, sometimes when I really just had to sit down with somebody because I saw something happen in their life, and I was willing to risk something for that relationship, sometimes I just start the conversation and say, listen, I don't have anything to gain by this. I don't have any agenda or motive. I really believe in you. I believe God has his hand on you. I believe God wants to help you in your life. I pray that you would please hear me. And you know, often they did. Sometimes they didn't. But often, I'd say more often than not, they really did. Because I, I, what I was saying to them was true. And that God really did have his hand on their life. Uh, that's what submission looked like. And I would be amiss to say this. If I didn't say this, excuse me. 
There may be people in your life that really you need to be honest with, kind and tender honesty. You know, some of the greatest failures or or detours I've taken was when there were people around me that saw things coming, saw an attitude I had or something of that nature and really didn't speak into my life like they could have and they should have. Uh, and maybe for different reasons, maybe I didn't come across. I'm sure they could say, you know, you didn't seem like you were in a learning mode or you didn't see open. You know, that's probably all true. But that does not lessen your responsibility uh, to a real friend. If you're if you're obviously a ministry that goes without saying, if you're a small group leader, if you're a husband, if you're a parent, if you're a brother or a sister, if you have a team member on your job or somebody that you interface with that really needs somebody to love them with truth, then you know that's the other side of that. Okay. And uh, I thank God there have been people in my life that have been willing to do that and have saved me, uh, you know, probably a lot of pain. And I get uh, upset sometimes uh, when I look back and I think, you know, I I wish somebody would have spoken. I've had people come around and say, you know, I was going to say something to you, but I didn't. I was like, oh, gee whiz. You know, I wish you would have. That doesn't mean that when they said it, I'd have been, oh, give give me a kiss. I'm so glad that you said that to me. I'm not suggesting that in the least. I'm a, I'm a real person and my hair stands up in the back of my neck probably just like yours does. But you know what? When you have a vision that's bigger than you, you know, one of the common traits of unsubmitted people is their vision is not bigger than they are. And so everything rotates around their feathers being ruffled and their fur being rubbed the wrong way. One of the marks of a submissive person is they understand that God is molding them into something bigger than themselves, and he's going to have to fit them in place. The Bible says God has placed, fitted, grooved, notched, every member in the body as it pleases him. And that means God's got to do some filing and sanding on us. And he's going to use the pieces around us, not some piece of far off, but he's going to use the pieces around us to make that happen. Have you said to somebody in faith, I am submitted to you. You know, I've got a team of men around me that I am submitted to. Please help me. I, I, I've said that to him. Please do not hold back. Please give me the last 10%. Please don't feel like every time we're around each other, you've got to contextualize and remind me how much you love me and you're committed. Just tell me what you think. Sometimes, you know, you can see people warming up like they rev up their engine on a cold morning. Well, Brother Keith, I just want to let you, I say, I know it's coming. Listen, just tell me what you're thinking. Just tell me what you're thinking. Let's let's just get down to this. See, I'm a guy that maybe like you that I don't take hints real good. Like I've had people say to me, "Well, I tried to tell you." I said, you know, I've said to them, you know, well, you didn't do a good job because I didn't pick up on it. Sometimes you just got to grab me by the ears, look me in the eyes, and say, "Listen, how you said that, or what you did, or your attitude, it wasn't good. It wasn't healthy. It wasn't godly. It wasn't spiritual. It wasn't as righteous as you thought it was. Or at least that's my perception. Sometimes, most times, quite frankly, I need to be told that directly. Now." Thankfully, everybody's not like me, and there's a lot of people you can be a lot more indirect with and a lot more tender with. I'm just not one of those people. Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you've got leadership 
in, in your bosom. Uh, you know, you're carrying something. That's why you're listening to a Leadership in Context podcast. And you need people to be direct with you. And I've said that to the people around me. And I think the ones that have tested me on that, I think they would tell you, maybe we didn't always have easiest conversations. Maybe my eyes glared a little bit. But at the end of the day, I honored it. I considered it. And most often, I found more truth in it than I would have liked to admit. And it helped me. That has been one of the changes in my life and ministry as I've matured. If I would have had that in my 30s, uh, you know, when I, would, when I had a lot of energy, a lot of vision, a lot of direction, love God, seeking God, willing to do anything for Jesus, but often I didn't have strong people like that around me, not because I didn't want them, uh, but I just, I just needed covenantal men like I have now. And uh, I would encourage you, if you have that gift in your life, man, take advantage of that gift. And if there are people that are looking to you, to be honest with them, I would tell you that. So lesson number five is this, always be submitted. If there's nobody you think you can submit to, can I just tell you this? You got a severe case of self-righteousness on your hands. Okay, you got a severe case of self-righteousness thinking that you're better than anybody and nobody can speak in your life. And self-righteousness will always dress itself up by pointing out the flaws in other people, not what God has done in their life and not what God is doing in your life. He'll cause you to forget what he's redeemed you from. Okay, so do not run away from accountability. Do not run away from submission. Spell that out. Have an honest conversation with somebody. You know, up and down. The people, your pastor, your team, your boss, your family, you know, who's in that group? Say, listen, what what does our relationship look like? This is what I'm expecting. Here's the areas I'd like you to speak into my life. If you're leading a team, I don't care if it's the usher team or it's the take the next nation team, you know, have an honest conversation. Ask people what their expectations are. And then they might ask you what your expectations are. And you can tell them, okay, this is what I expect. This is what I would like the liberty. You know, at the end of the day, you only have the authority somebody gives you. Other than that, you just have an opinion. So when I'm working with people, I really want to know what they've given me, okay? And if they ask me, I'll tell them what my expectations are. But that's why I say... You've got to say to some people around you, you have liberty. Please speak into my life. Be submitted. Don't make it just something that's undefinable. Make it something that's very clear. Hey, this is something we need to really dwell on. We need to think about. We need to get better at all the time. Being submitted is a safe place. Here's a couple of my grandkids coming in. You want to say hi to everybody? Say hi. Hey, yeah, there you go. We're on the radio right now. So, and this is one of the reasons I'm submitted because I want to be the best papa there is. I want to leave them a legacy that's better than the way I started out. I want them to be more connected, more healthy, more whole. Okay. Yeah, please say hello. Hello. There we go. Okay, so hello from Jack and Penelope. Hey, this is Keith Tucci for Leadership in Context. Today, Keith continued his discussion about the lessons he has learned, which can be found in his book, The God Who Intervenes, available at nrpastors.com. One of the marks of a submissive person is they understand that God is molding them into something bigger than themselves. 
and he is going to have to fit them into that place. That means that God has some filing and sanding to do on us. He is going to use the pieces around us, those who we are submitted to, to make that happen. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.